it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Scout's Eye on Football for this NFL Draft Preview Edition continuation. Uh, as we were with you this morning, we broke down the AFC South. Um, we're going to go AFC West today. This is part of our series, our um, preview series. We're taking you division by division, so we hope that you are enjoying it. Um, we will be back on tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, rather. Boy, days, mornings, just going by me here. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, same time, 4 p.m., we're going to do, what are we going to do tomorrow? NFC East tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. Friday's going to be NFC North. Monday's going to be NFC South and Tuesday. NFC West, we're going to wrap it up for you and spend a little time Wednesday, a little different looking preview. Uh, we're here to answer your questions uh, in the chat room. Um, this is Scout's Eye on Football. This is the NFL Draft Edition. Hopefully you have heard the word that we're doing this preview show. Also, hope that you have gotten the word. Set your calendar, time on your clock, whatever you get messages. Go and do this for me. Cost nothing. Go to twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, dot TV, slash Chris Landry Football. Sign up, subscribe. Cheers on a few bits if you can. But sign up. You'll get a message that'll let you know when we're going live on a broadcast. Do this this week so that next week you're prepared. We will be providing you an extensive Draft coverage all three days, break down the picks while they're doing all those silly features and talking heads, just rambling about nonsense that they know very little about. I'll be breaking down the draft for you, taking you on the insides, uh, telling people what they want to know about the prospects, about the teams, what's going on behind the scenes. We're going to have it all for you here, um, and we're going to provide it uh, part of a special edition NFL draft special. Um, it's going to be unique. It's going to be unvarnished. It's going to be long. You certainly can come in and out, uh, but certainly um, it'll give you an opportunity to get a feel for the work behind the scenes and and what kind of leads up to it. So, as the picture being made, some of the, the some of the scuttlebutt. As I like to say, it's like the duck 
gliding on the pond. Everything looks calm and easy, but underneath the the little web feet are paddling hard. That's what what's going on behind the scenes NFL draft wise. So I'll have the DM capabilities. I'll have the phone, uh, the iPad. We're going to be keeping you up to date on everything. So, um, you know, and fantasy football 101 uh, was the one that lied. Yeah, uh, we are. Obviously, you know, this show is a special edition. The Scouts Eye show is every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're just doing special shows in addition to that this week and next week. Special NFL draft show. So we're going to go back to the regular schedule following that, as uh, well as doing the NFL draft show. That was the brainchild the of Fantasy Football 101. He suggested it, and so we're doing that. All right, we're going to get into the AFC West today. We're going to take your questions, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. There is a lot to get to. There's a lot of rumors that's being brought out. Okay, so there's you hear stuff. Well, we hear that Justin Fields has a – epileptic issue and it's a problem and it's coming out. It's not new information. It's stuff that's been out there. Um, the fact that it's leaked to the media, it's because somebody wanted to leak it. Probably somebody that would like to see him drop to him. And that is a possibility. If he doesn't go three, where will he go? That's where it's going to be interesting. Who's going to move up. Is he going to fall to somebody? It's going to be intriguing. A uh, lot of stuff that you're going to hear a lot of rumors mostly false, uh, to kind of throw people off the scent of what's going on. That's, that's kind of what this time of year is all about. So as we kind of break down the draft and look at each and every team, and we're doing it by divisions, <clears throat> pardon me, we take a look at, <coughs> excuse me, uh, every team and kind of the overall roster, what's happened to this point. and how we anticipate it may be affecting where they might go draft day. But let's start with the Denver Broncos, as we're going to do the NFC West this afternoon. Um, Drew Locke, still very new to the position, played 18 games in his two-year NFL career, um, is not fair well. Uh, bottom three in terms of worst passing grade. Um, he's thrown more uncutchable passes. Um, than anybody in the league, even short ones behind the line of scrimmage. He's, he's really struggled. The issue is how much better can he get? How much better will he get? Um, a valid question. I think the issue is, does Denver feel like they have something in them. And does George Payton feel like they're going to go forward with him and see what he can do? Or do they try to upgrade it with a quarterback in this draft? And I don't think that decision, like most decisions, are made in a vacuum. It depends upon what quarterback, what quarterback is attainable, who becomes available. I have said I would not rule out Denver, nor would I rule out Detroit as a player for the quarterback position if 
one of those guys that they like falls to them. Now, who is that guy? I don't know. They may jump on Trey Lance. I think Justin Fields is maybe the most intriguing guy. We'll see. Uh, Outside of quarterback, Denver's biggest need this offseason was corner. Um, Once Kyle Fuller was released, and that was a release by the Bears, we'll get into the Bears when we get into the NFC North on Friday, was done to make room for the signing of Andy Dalton. Broncos, George, and Vic Fangio jumped on him. Vic had him when his D coordinator for the Bears, and he's a top 15, top 12, top 15 corner, outside corner. Scraped it out very well. Good get for them. <clears throat> Good addition. I do think the Broncos are in better position now, better position with somebody that's had experience running drafts. Um, I thought that the deity of John Elway hurt the Broncos a lot. I think certainly in recruiting Peyton Manning, outside of that, there's not a whole lot he offered them. I thought it had to be a largely driven draft by the coaches. thought it was hit or miss. George, we'll see how well George can do, but at least George has had some background and personnel that I think will help them. Team needs, you know, in addition to what we've already mentioned, uh, inside linebacker, they've wanted a stud linebacker for some time. Makes some sense at nine um, to take Michael Parsons. We'll see if that's the case. And continue bringing your questions to me. I hear you and see you there. Um, and well, let me just go ahead and address this because Jigs just brought it up. Does Drew Locke have enough around him to make a solid analysis? Always thought about how you say Donald's a good quarterback with nothing around him so he can't succeed. It is a really good point. Uh, Denver's got a better roster around Locke. Locke hadn't had enough time. I think the difference is, is if you go back and look at Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, particularly early on, created out very well, Jake's dad, um, and he showed a lot. Drew, not so much. Um, I, I, but I, to answer your question, no, he hasn't. Drew Locke needs more time. But Denver's roster is better around him, far better than Sam Darnold with the Jets. But – no, Locke hadn't had enough time. However, we always talk about the importance of the quarterback position. You don't go in and say, I'm going to take a quarterback. We got you Locke. But if, it's a big if, if you got a, say, a high grade on one of those quarterbacks that slips at nine, you pass that up? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. You had your bet a little bit. You still got some value in whatever quarterback that doesn't win out, some trade value, something to consider. I'm not saying that's what they should do. And I'm certainly not saying that's what they will do. I'm throwing it out there, but very valid point. Appreciate you saying that. Um, Nola Jack got a really good question, and some others, you guys join in. I'll get to them in a little bit. Center, 
Um, solid offensive line, and and that's that's the thing, you know, Jets and the problems, protection and lack of weapons. Denver's got good backs. Denver's had some weapons to work with. Um, <clears throat> that's a problem. The quarterback plays more been more of a problem in Denver thus far, but we'll see. Offensive line has been pretty solid when healthy, except at center. Um, do not like the play at center at this point. I think they I like Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson were great. Simmons and Kareem Jackson were signed. That's a positive. It helps that position. Edge rush. Von Miller, maybe one more year with Denver. Don't know. Still got football in him left. How much? Need to get more edge rush pressure. Never can have enough of those guys. And we just talked quarterback. Jury's still out on true luck. Um, they got two good corners in Bryce Callahan and A.J. Bowie. There's not a whole lot behind them. They signed Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. Will help. Kyle Fuller, we mentioned, was released so that they could sign Andy Dalton. <clears throat> Ronald Darby was, you remember he was taken by the Eagles, didn't play very well for them, but when he was healthy, he played very well for the Redskins. Justin Simmons, I think, is one of the better safeties in the league, and I don't know how much people know about Justin Simmons, how good he is, but he's blossomed into one of the best. He's gotten better throughout his five-year career. He's got a huge contract, and I think he's deserved it. Um, Shelby Harris has been re-signed defensive tackle. He continues to improve each year. I thought he graded out well in 2020. He's really good against the run and uh, he's uh, even better as he's developing as a pass rusher. Alex Johnson, the restricted free agent linebacker was tendered second round tender come out of nowhere as an undrafted free agent. He's a talented starting linebacker. Philip Lindsay, another guy that came out of nowhere, one of the top running backs uh, on the market <clears throat> before the Broncos secured him. Tim Patrick was Drew Locke's top receiving option in 2020. Um, Cortland Sutton's injury, I think, hurt. And to your point there, Jake's dad, um, where we, we need to pump the brakes unnecessarily, Sandra Locke's the answer. And I, and I think that's a that's a fair point, and I think that what you like going into him, I think the Broncos obviously like Drew Locke a little bit more and had him higher graded than I did coming out. So you're you people say you're you're stubborn, but when you like somebody and you put forth that effort into bringing them in, assigning them, or drafting them, you're more inclined to give them more time because there's enough there that you saw that you're more committed to continuing it as opposed to maybe if you're not as high on them then you're more quick to cut bait. Um, but I'm going to tell you, here's the thing that I look at Denver. I think that their roster is a lot better than people think. I think that's a good roster. I think they're a quarterback away. This is what scouting is projecting. I think the end result is going to be while they can get Drew Locke to play better, that 
they won't be good enough with him to advance their cause. I, I think they're a really good quarterback away. I think their defense has got quality starters on all three levels. They can improve like everybody else. But here's the thing. It's not just the, the whether a guy's good enough or not is one thing. It's why they're not. I, I think Drew Levels, uh, Drew Scott's level of inconsistency is part of what he is, and I think there's going to be limitations there. Uh, I, I would not, as some people said, well, go ahead and take a Jamie Newman. or I, I, Look, if you're in a position to take one and a Justin Fields is there, by God, you take it. If you believe in Trey Lance, take it. If you believe in Mac Jones, take, I, I, I think it's probably those two guys that would intrigue me. Certainly Justin Fields. And I'm very confident in saying that Justin Fields is going to be a much better quarterback and a potential difference-making quarterback. The upside of a Justin Fields is that, you know, we're talking about a guy that could be a better version of Dak Prescott, a Deshaun Watson-esque type guy. True Locke's going to be an average guy, slightly above average. Um He's not going to elevate you. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to win enough around him. Um, I think he's got some upsides to his game, but I don't. He's certainly not someone that I think is going to be to the level of say a Jimmy Garoppolo. <clears throat> you know, I think he's he's um, he's a lesser value of that. So that's that's how I see it. I don't know that how, that's how Denver sees it. An off-ball linebacker is something that is prime need for Denver. Um, Alexander Johnson, I mentioned, is a good player, but there's little depth behind him. Um, and I don't think there's a long-term answer there starting um, at inside back. So we'll see. Offensive guard, um, below average rushing offense, and I do think guard play had quite a bit to do with it. 23rd in rushing. Uh, grade 22 in short yardage rushing, which is an indicator of not a lot of it's their style too, but um, the offensive line really out of 32 teams are graded like 27, 28th in run blocking. Not very good. And the two primary ball carriers ranked second and third in time spent behind the line of scrimmage. Just not a lot of holes there in essence. That's what it really means. Running back, um, we talked about Philip Lindsay, good player. Not just a good story, a good player. And I think can have a situational role for you. And I think can have a bigger role from time to time. But you know, they don't have a real answer. Melvin Gordon is likely his last season is going to be 28 years old with a history of injuries. I know, 28 years old. old. It's you know, old for running back in most cases, particularly one with a load of injuries. Mike Boone provides some spark off the bench, but not not quite um, an, what you're looking for. I think in terms of linebacker Micah Parsons fits a need, fits value. Um, I think 
uh, Xavier Collins, a Jamin Davis, a Nick Bolton. Um, Zevin Collins maybe a little high, although I don't I don't know that he's not going to be their second round certainly. But if Denver say were to move down, for example, Michael Parkins, Parsons, if you're comfortable with off the field issues, Zevin Collins is really good as well. I think Jamin Davis out of Kentucky is one of the more underrated players in this draft. Nick Bolton, all those guys make a lot of sense for them second third round. The guard options, um. Don't see them taking Vera Tucker at nine, but I think Wyatt Davis, Quint Miners at 40 makes some sense. Trey Smith, Aaron Banks, Deontay Brown, boy, would be great fits for him at 71. Really good, really good fits. And then running back, um, Javante Williams at 40, eh, maybe, probably not there. Um, somebody had a question about Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Nola Jack did. And uh, I, I would throw him into this category. He's kind of, um, I think Kenneth is a good speed guy. I think a guy that can be someone that can be a factor for you uh, on an every down basis. Um, Mississippi kid. Um, he doesn't have great size or power. And I worry a little bit about him being the physical between the tackles type of guy, but he's got versatility. And I, you know, the, the worrying about, is he the guy that can, who gets a bunch of carries? I think he's a guy you absolutely fit into the mix. No, he's not Najee Harris. Um, Najee is not going to fit for everybody though, because, you know, people that want, if you're going to spread and throw it a bunch and you're not going to really give a Najee Harris a lot of carries, then what's. It's really that that's not it's not a useful player for you. Uh Gainwell, I think, can be really good. Is the the yeah, again, the power guy size wise? No, I I'm not I'm not suggesting that. So I think that's it. Trey Sermon is potentially a later on guy. I that that could maybe help. Um don't think, you know, Travis 18 will be there at 40, but certainly that would be great value there. Um, Fantasy Football 101 asks about, let's say, Wayne Goldman just signed with the Niners. Is he a fit for one cut? Yes, he is. Um, I think he's more of a of a one-speed guy. He's a one-cut runner that can be effective. He's more of a one-speed guy, not tremendous first. But again, could, could give them some carries and versatility. We'll see if he can hold on and make their spot. That's also one of the things that that's trickling in right now is some of these signings are the result of looking at the draft board and saying, you know, we're probably not going to find someone in this draft as good as Wade Gallman for where we're willing to take a back. So let's sign him. Now, if we things happen and we draft somebody, we can move on from Wayne Gallman. But if, but what this does it allows you to not force a pick at a need spot. That's what that's what you have to do. Identify needs, fill needs with good value in free agency so that you don't force picks in the draft. Um Kansas City. Obviously, a lot of changeovers on the offensive line. For all the talk about the Chiefs, for all the talk about Mahomes, and boy. 
you absolutely should start there with him. Um, no doubt about that. But not enough is talked about that offensive line. And Andy is the best head coach among the head coaches at really understanding offensive line play. That's what he was. And you think about Andy and the creative play caller and the quarterbacks and all passing game and the spread. Boy, he really understands protections and he and he puts great value and he finds certain guys. So they cut Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. They let Joe Thune walk onto the Pats. And they brought in Kyle Long. Now, Thune ranked really well at left guard. They'll miss him over the past three years. And um Um, that was an issue. Now, Kyle Long, a really good player. He's really great. Well, he's just not been healthy. And I don't think you can expect health out of him for that to change. Hope, but don't know that I would expect it. Um, they still played very well. Even with offensive line problems last year, they've got to get through that. It won't get any easier. I think offensive tackle, uh, we re-signed Mike Rimmers. They, there's a dire need. They're in the dire need. Got to have an offensive tackle. Um, absolutely. Got to get it. Guard um, with Thuney. And Kyle Long, they've got two guys that can play. If they're healthy, it's an upgrade. But it was pass protection weakness that was a problem, and they played around it, and they played around it well as best you could. But to me, that kind of secured their guard spot. But it's not rule it out. Again, I still wonder about Kyle Long and his health. Now, um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif's return, and remember, he is a medical doctor, a real-life medical doctor in Canada that decided not to play last year um, in a very, very admirable, honorable decision to work on helping to deal with the COVID situation in Canada. His return certainly helps things. Linebacker, that was the biggest problem last year defensively was that it struggled to cover the middle of the field. They need better linebacker play. Edge rushers got to be improved. Frank Clark is talented, but they got real holes there. I think uh, they need to, they could get better at defensive tackle. Signed Jaron Reed could get better. Uh, they signed Austin Blythe. We're going to get to that in a second um, at center. And then, Watkins and Demarcus Robinson, um, they re-signed Robinson. Obviously, Sammy's moved on to Baltimore. Kyle Long. Um, and looking at him, very talented. Plug-and-play guy. He's missed 20 games in his final two years. So it's the availability issue with him. If he's there, they're, they're good. Austin Blythe, he was with the Rams. Played well, graded out well for the Rams. Um, 
particularly when it comes in the run game. Um, his pass protection has got to improve some. Michael Burton, the fullback um, with the Saints, effective run blocker, um, did a good job leading Kamara and Murray. He's going to have a role situationally that could help. Um, Traverius Ward, the corner, the restricted free agent, a young corner that was tendered a second-round tender. A lot of talent, a lot of upside. Not a great tackler, but boy, he's got some natural cover skills. Um, the youngster there. Um, Mike Remmers, we talked a little bit about. Remmers filled in well for Mitchell Schwartz last year, in pass, especially in pass protection. He's a guy that you would like to have as your swing tackle that can absolutely um, get you out of a tough situation and give you some look at look at the Super Bowl. Weren't in a position to deal with that, and it cost them big time. That's going to be the focus to fix the offensive line uh, and give them some depth. So tackle is going to be interesting to see where they go. Um, there's not a starting left tackler on the roster right now. Okay, so there's there's not one. Uh, in a pinch, you have to play. You have to work around it. You have to scheme around it. That's not what you want to do for the entire season. So Rankin, certainly not. I mean, right now, they, they would have to line up with Rankin and Thune, Blythe, Long, and Remmers. So I'm not doing cartwheels for either one of the tackle spots. Um, they're banking on him. Um, unless Prince Tega Wanago can really improve by leaps and bounds, they're in trouble, which is why they're going to have to address this and probably address it early. What can they do at 31? Who's going to be at 31? Depth at tackle. There is good offensive tackles with Tevin Jenkins, Jalen Mayfield, Liam Eikenberg. I mean, those are possibilities. Second round, Jackson Carmen, James Hudson, Dylan Radness. Those would be the candidates there. Walker Little, Brady Christensen, Dan Moore would be guys more in the 94 range option for them. Center, we talked about Austin Reader. I think he can help them. But certainly, if they can't find the tackle there, they're going to have to maybe go fix somewhere else. If the tackles are gone, then somebody else is still there. Creed Humphrey would make tons of sense there and great value there. Landon Dickerson is another guy that would fit, but there is some growing concerns by some people on the medicals with Landon Dickerson. So we shall see. I think Drake Jackson and Josh Myers and Kendrick Green down the line in the third round might be um, intriguing options. Outside corner. They've got a bunch of options to defend the slot. Ladarius, uh, Ladarius Sneed, um, the fourth-round steal. Um, but only um, Ch uh, Chavarius Ward, Rashad Fenton are under contract. Um, that's not sustainable to get done defensively with what they had at outside corner last year. So... It puts in play at 31, a Greg Newsom, a Tyson Campbell. Who's there among the corners? I would think the corner population is going to be picked clean. 
Sertan and Forley and Horn, definitely gone. Kelvin Joseph would be a candidate. So I mentioned Tyson Campbell. Those are the type of guys that would be there. Maybe a little higher for Stokes. We'll see what they see. Greg Newsom, um, a lot of people see him as a first-rounder. I've got Greg a little bit lower, but certainly makes some sense. Second round, Melifanu of Syracuse. Joseph, I think, will be off the board with be tremendous value at 63. Um, Paul Sonadebo would be good value at, uh, at 63. 94, Radarius Williams, Israel uh, Mukamaku, and Benjamin St. Juice would be possible candidates. And then I think free safety. Um, they re-signed Daniel Sorensen. And they signed him a one-year, $2.4 million. It's not even starter money. So um, he played 40% of the Chiefs special teams. They need more competition there. Uh, a Richie Grant, an Andre Sisco, a Javon Holland would be good values on the second round. Nazrul Dean, uh, Caden Stearns, Darius Washington, some other possibilities. So that's kind of my sum up, my summation of the Chiefs. Certainly need help um, at tackle. We talked a little bit about the interior offensive line, center guard, corner, safety. Didn't really get into, but I think the right tackle, I mean the right type of defensive tackle, uh, edge rusher, linebacker, all defensive needs as well, as we've discussed. The Raiders, um, coverage unit has been one of the worst in the league, and yet they have tried, they've attempted to address it and have done an awful job of evaluating players in the draft, in free agency, on their roster. Very, very poor job evaluating on the defensive side. You see, Gruden handles the offensive side and because they are weak in terms of a general manager lacking in football background, it's really hurt them. And so, uh, you know, and that's the way Gruden wanted it, not wanted weak guy. He wanted a guy that wasn't a real strong GM that he can control, and it's having a little bit of effect on some of their roster. They've not addressed their secondary. It's going to be an issue. They've opted to overhaul the offensive line. Um, they traded – they traded for Trent Brown. They were sold on what he did in New England. Didn't understand style, fit, scheme, coaching. They got rid of Trent Brown and Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson. Um, and they've done pretty good jobs in the past um, protecting Derek Carr. One the problem, Derek Carr is not the problem. It's to play around him. Is Derek Carr great? No, he is very good. Good to very good, depending on how well you play around. Defensive tackle, they need a stud presence in the interior of their defensive line. Did sign Quentin Jefferson's, not enough. Two linebackers, two, not one. They re-signed Nicholas Morrill, but um, Corey Littleton acquisition was a failure. Um, we'll see. Safety, they've got to upgrade the middle of their defense. Safety's been poor. Carl Joseph, the sign. New right tackle. Uh, man, the corner position, how many high-end resources have they given to that spot? Corner is another huge need. In fact, probably need two. They re-signed Richie Incognato, uh, uh, Incognato, Incognato um, but they need help at guard. And they signed Nick Martin, may, may not be the answer at center. Edge rushing depth. Cleveland Farrell improved but not certainly overdrafted where he was. They signed Yannick Ndokwe. Now, Ndokwe is a great name. 
he did not play well towards the end for the Ravens. So can they hit on that? Um, so they've got the interior offensive line, and Ndokwe has got upside, still only 26. Now, John Brown was signed over from the Bills, a talented receiver. He was released in order to save the Bills about $8 million of cap room. Uh, Kenyon Drake, um, you know, was a disappointment, wasn't involved in much in the passing game, but a guy that I liked and uh, think they can get more out of him. Quentin Jefferson, I hope for them, can – play well inside a defensive tackle and maybe help a weak position that I alluded to. I thought he graded out well for the Seahawks last year. Um, Solomon Thomas, I don't know that there's anything there. Speaking of the Niners, remember when there was the, the rumor they were moving up and it was Mitchell Trubisky that the Niners were after and the Bears made the move and got Trubisky and the Niners all along wanted Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas was a big-time bust out of Stanford. Um, he's still a solid run defender, but doesn't give him anything in the passing game. Uh, bust is too strong. Let me let me backtrack. He's played admirably against the run, but relative to where what they thought they were getting at number three, uh, you gotta you gotta throw out the bust word. I thought Nick Martin was a mediocre center. I don't think he's the answer long range for the tech for the uh, Raiders. Wasn't for the Texans. Carl Joseph. Um, you know he hasn't really produced. Nick Morrow played well. For the Raiders, while in coverage, um, Incognitos missed all but two games with an ankle injury. Uh, Hankins is a really good run stuffer. doesn't give you anything in the passing game. So what do they do? Uh, right tackle, the options at 17, Darashaw, Jenkins, Mayfield. Uh, later, it would be like Eichenberg, um, Leatherwood, Jackson Carmen, um, James Hudson, Hudson. Free safety. Need a cover three guy. Um Richie Grant would be somebody um, that would make some sense. Andre Sisco, Javon Holland a little bit later. Um, offensive guard, long-term answer is needed. Now, Vera Tucker would make sense at 17. A Wyatt Davis or Quint Miners in the second. Trey Smith in the third. Aaron Banks, Deontay Brown in the 80th. They've got two back-to-back picks in the third round. Then slot corner. They let LaMarcus Joyner walk in free agency. Um, they just got Nevin Losser as a top option. They maybe Trevor Morick as they run more cover three makes some sense for him at 17. Asante Samuel, Aaron Robinson, Elijah Molden are other examples. Um, the Chargers um, did precisely what they need in free agency. Um, attacking the offensive line. Um, it's likely their only one starter, Brian Balaga at right tackle will return from last year's squad. Uh, they went out and signed Corey Lindsay, uh, posted the higher grade of anyone. Matt Filer was at it, um, and, uh, kicked inside the left guard. So there's still a lot of work there to be done. Um, folks. I hate to do this. Uh, I need to take this call. If you would pardon me, and this is a little bit of a practice for the draft, I'm going to be back in a couple of minutes. I need to step away to take this. Um, Hold on one second. We're going to finish up on the Chargers in just uh, a smidge. I apologize. Be right back. Yeah.
a little bit of practice as this may be a little bit of what it's about come uh, next week, uh, draft day. So apologize for that. No, that is, uh, had to take that. It, it is work related, draft related. Um, nothing that would overly interest you. Um, so we'll get back to it. The chargers. Um, <laughs> is there such a thing as step away music? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I knew how to do that. Now that's, that's a job for somebody figure that out. Um, <laughs> for where Chris lives, Doobie brothers. I don't know what that is. I'm not a music guy, so I'm the worst guy to deal with music. I'm going to put one of you guys in charge of the music here and figure out how to put it on. So we're talking about the chargers and the issues attacking the offensive line. Um, Brian Balag at right tackle. Um, this was not a good unit. Uh, they went out and signed Corey Lindsley. Um, they signed Matt Fowler, who's very versatile, but not an elite player. And But I think he's got some ability that can be a good pass protector inside a guard at left guard. Um, we'll see, though, where they may go. Um, certainly getting one early. You got to protect your franchise. I think that if if I were to say the best young quarterbacks, you know, guys that are that are in the early stages, um, that that have the most potential, it it, it would be uh, Mahomes certainly. I think Josh Allen, the Buffalo, and, and I think Justin Herbert's in that group. I do think. Um, Joe Burrow has a chance to be pretty good, but but I think these guys are stars. And I think the guy that probably people don't talk enough about is Justin Herbert. I think this guy, you've got to – the new head coach, new leadership there. I think you got to figure out how to protect him. Um, they got a huge hole, hole at left tackle, and they got to be addressed. Center, another big hole. I think Corey Lindsey helps, but long-term, got to figure that out. Guards, I mean, it's – it's, you know, doing this and playing as well as he did um, with the problems on the offensive line were issues. Trey, uh, Turner was cut after he got hurt. Forrest Lamp struggled. But Filer and uh, Abushi are veteran guys that, again, were good moves to kind of plug in a need. But they got to get younger guys. Defensively, need a corner, uh, need an edge rusher. Um, Melvin Ingram, when he's healthy, is big time. But he's had injuries. Uh, Nawasu, uh, across from Bosa, got some really good talent there. Some depth there would help, um, find a back that can complement Austin Eckler. Um, Jared Cook is an interesting signing. Uh, Hunter Henry staying healthy has been an issue. Jared Cook has been inconsistent. So, uh, I think those are some of the issues. Filer, again, a little note on him was, you know, obviously signed from the Steelers. But they missed him when the Steelers down the stretch had injuries. They they really missed him a lot. Jared Cook, I don't we Jared Cook is Jared Cook now. I mean, he can make plays for you, but he's woefully inconsistent. So let's talk about the offensive tackle position. With better health, Chargers could get um better play out of Balaga and get find a left tackle. It's on your way. Uh now Trey Pipkins. Is um, is a project that I'd be willing to continue to work with, but 
wouldn't be comfortable going with him. So at 13, Slater, Darashaw would be good value and good picks. Later, if they choose to do that, Leatherwood, Eichenberg, Dylan Radness got, got to find some value at tackle at some point. Hudson and Brown and Little and Christensen and Dan Moore are options in the third round. And they've got the 77th and the 97th overall picks in the third round. Guard, um, 13, I tell you, Vera Tucker would make some sense too. Certainly give you a guard, play tackle. Makes a whole lot of sense. Leatherwood, Davis, as I mentioned, Miners, Trey Smith, Aaron Banks, Deontay Brown. It's kind of what I'm thinking with them at guard. Outside corner, um, they're missing a starter after releasing Casey Hayward. Michael Davis has got to take a leap. Um, Chris Harris, 32 years old, still effective as a slot guy, but he's ending the final year of his contract. Um, one of the real good corners are going to be there. So how does the corner, the play, top corner, player value stand up against the tackle same grade a little bit higher that's going to be interesting to see expect Sertan to be gone uh horn may be there Farley may be there at 47 maybe Tyson Campbell Asante Samuel Calvin Joseph definitely going by 65 but at 42 would make some sense Paul Adebo Paulson Adebo Benjamin St. Juice Cameron Bynum those are some of the target guys at corner and then outside receiver you know that uh, Keenan Allen is one of the better slots, great route runner, uh, magic hands. Mike Williams is only in the contract for this season. And you got two undraft, former undrafted free agents fighting it out for um, the third receiver spot. In a vertical-based offense, they've got to get a speed guy. 13, he talked about somebody that would love Devontae Smith if he were to slip. I don't expect him to be there. Maybe that's where the second run of receivers come across. Do they like concern about the side of Elijah Moore? Um, do they see the role for Kadarius Tony? Or maybe that's where you see Terrence Marshall. Match oh boy, that's kind of high. Um, you know, that's going to be real interesting because I think they're just going to be out of reach for Devontae Smith, but. Devontae Smith is there. What a fit there to add to this offense. Rashad Bateman may be a possibility. Marshall, as I mentioned, those may be options at Bateman at 47, although some people have them going higher. Um, you know, I think that that's Duwami Brown, Tywin Wallace, Seth Williams, Nico Collins, Sage Sherratt, Dwayne Estridge. Those are outside receiver candidates for them. So that's a look at the NFC West. Um, Kansas City's obviously in good position. I think the Chargers are an up-and-coming team that I thought they were undercoached and underdeveloped, and they've got, in my opinion, um, not only the second-best quarterback in the division, and I think Derek Carr is good. It's another reason why Denver is going to have a problem, and this is not a knock-drew lock hour. I don't mean it to be that. But that's the other problem you're going to have in this division. You're going to have to be dominant to beat Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, I think the Chargers have the quarterback that can be really good and compete, just like Buffalo can. Buffalo, look what they've done in building around Josh Allen. If the Chargers can do similar things around Justin Herbert, look out. I mean, 
they'll have a challenge Kansas City will in their own division and certainly for the top of the AFC. Chargers have a lot more work to do. We just alluded to the offensive line issues, the the cornerback issues. But you know what? When you've got a quarterback that's as talented as they do, you can't waste it. You got to figure that out and you got to get it going. If it, it, so you got to fix that offensive line. Um you got to fix the corner. You also have the potential to have an unusually gifted group of pass rushers. You got a good quarterback and you got pass rushers, man, that's a good place to start. You can fill out the other pieces pretty well, but that offensive line will get that young quarterback killed. It'll negate the running game. So fix that, fix that right away. Got to add some pieces, got to protect Justin Herbert, got to get him another weapon. You got to, and I'm talking interior and at tackle on the offensive line. They need multiple help on the offensive line. Need another weapon. Need help at corner. Um, you know, so we'll see how well they do. Kansas City Chargers. Look at the Raiders. Should be further along than they are. Um, they've missed more than they've they've hit. They've made decisions on players and free agents in the draft and have walked away real quick. That's a sign of panic. That's a sign of really doing a poor job. Um, I'm a little concerned with overall what they're doing. Um, so we'll see if they can hit it here. Um, and then Denver, is a, as I mentioned, not a bad-looking roster in their own right, but they have, you know, again, to figure out if they're good enough at quarterback. I like some of the things that they've done on defense. I like how they're coached on that side of the ball, but they need a linebacker in the worst way. They're going to need to rebuild their pass rush. Um, and, you know, maybe add a running back and, 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 and a little more work to the offensive line, but it's a tough division to be in. If you're not hitting on all cylinders, let's get to make sure that we are, um, got all the questions asked thoughts on Henry Ruggs this season. Um, Henry's got to step it up. Um, I don't think Henry's as good as Jalen Waddle, who's coming out in this year's draft, but Henry can run. That's another example. They were intoxicated by the speed. I don't think they've utilized him correctly. Um, uh, Daniel Paper's online too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's um, – and, and so we'll see. Your breakdown of Gainwell that you just did is safe to say that he is a um, – a B lacks bulk, F lacks frame, can add on speed. Lacks, I think he's got enough quickness and enough speed to be a very effective runner in the open field. What I question is a little bit, he's a little bit of a uh, size deficient guy to be a between the tackles runner um, in a bunch of carries. But again, remember, that's why quote unquote backs are more fungible, right? If you, unless you're running an offense where you're going to feature a running back, um, Baltimore has done some of that. Pittsburgh's done some of that. Um, we've had some other teams do that. Unless you're going to do that, that's not really what you want. You want guys that are a little bit more fungible that can run in space, that can attack, be matchup uh, advantages in the pass game. I think Kenneth has some good value, and as I said before. Um, I think he can help someone in terms of the running backs and on the board. I think he's got really good value third round. Uh, do I like, you know, there's 
there's a good four backs that I like better personally, but, but I would say that, um, there, there are five guys in that third round value that I like that I think for different levels can be pretty good. And he's a guy that probably makes a miss in space and can get to the edge. Um, a little bit better than some of the other guys in that third round value reminder. Again, spread the word. I'm going to be back tomorrow. What's tomorrow. I've lost track of days and time. Today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. That's how it works, right? Wednesday, then Thursday. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 PM central time, 5 PM Eastern. We're going to go over. What are we going to do tomorrow? We're going to start on the NFC. We're going to do the NFC East. So we're going to get that done tomorrow. We're going to get the NFC North done on Friday. Um, and then, obviously, remind in same time, same channel, um, and remind you and remind everybody, spread the word about uh, the draft shows uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of next week. Um, check out LandryFootball.com. All the, uh, the, uh, the breakdowns the draft boards, the scouting reports, the inside the film room analysis of all of these teams. We're giving you just a little thumbnail sketch as we can here. Appreciate your patience. Uh, didn't anticipate that we'd have to step away. Thought I'd have to save that a little bit more for the draft show, but appreciate having to uh, your patience to do that. And that'll be a little bit how it goes. Hopefully I won't have to step away too much. There may be a couple of times what I'm hoping that it will allow me to do is to be able to do some of the tech stuff to where I won't go, but I may have to be quiet a little while while I concentrate on sending a text. Wouldn't want to hit something that uh, is not quite ready to go. Uh, we appreciate you coming um, and joining us, and we think that's going to be a whole lot of fun next week when the draft gets started. So spread the word, would you, about what we're doing. Tomorrow, Thursday, we'll be back at 4 p.m. Central. But remember, I have the Landry Football Podcast at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So we'll join you for that. We'll join you tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Central for this edition, Scouts Eye on Football, the NFC East edition. Hope you have a great evening, great rest of your day, and I appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here. Spread the word. See you over at LandryFootball.com. So long, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.